what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and we out here, uh, not week seven, not week six. Well, we're going into week eight, but uh, we out here, Just the West, and my co-host, Camo. Camo, are you there? Just the West here. Just a happy uh, NBA season uh, debut. Just, uh, you know, we love our football, but it's nice to have uh, NBA back in action. That's right. That's right. And so we just finished watching the, uh, well, not together, but remotely, but we watched the Warriors uh, lose at home to yeah. the Suns, which is no. not, First not always ideal, but, uh, and we also lost, uh, what's the Niners lose on Monday Night Football the day before. Mm-hmm. We did not do a podcast the week before because uh, our boy CeeLo, it was his birthday uh, yeah. last Tuesday so instead uh, I got turned up for his birthday so but it might be a bad omen Camo because um, it's been two pods or I, I missed one pod and since yeah. then the, the last pod we did was actually with uh, well it was the Niners he- you know convincingly defeating the Cowboys yeah, yeah. since then since we haven't done a pod it's been two losses Hey, you know, stranger things have happened for sure. But like you said, you know, week five, we're riding high. Um, we always say this is not a homer pod, but, you know, at the same time, when you're in this location, you can only take in so much uh, information. Uh, yeah, you know, Niners at a time averaging over 30, 32 points per game, saying we have the number one defense in the league, Brock Purdy's man. And then, oh, how things change in a matter of two weeks. Um, I'm sure we'll crunch the numbers in a sec in terms of averages and whatnot. But I would not say that the panic button has fully been hit yet because, again, they still have a good record, 5-2. and two. But I'd say this game coming up um, against Cincinnati before the bye week is pretty much a very, very significant, huge game. You do not want to go in to the bye week having lost three in a row, especially a home game coming up against a team that, you know, has a lot of weapons. But, you know, if if they can pull off a win, this will be, I think, a big boost going into the bye week. And let's take a step back behind that because uh, it sounds like obviously – you know, your spirits are a little bit down. Uh, yeah. I, I am too. Um, but also, you know, want to remind you guys as well. Uh, last year, the Niners were yes. three or four at, at this time last year. Yep. Now the Niners are five and two. So you have the yep. Niners at five and two. Yep. The Yawks at four and two. The Rams at three and four. And the Cardinals at one and six. And uh, it, it's it's been a little weird, not going to lie. And the more I look at the schedule, the more I think about the schedule makers. I'm like, man, it's... um. You really know how to make things interesting for um, for the Niners because the Niners lost the, to the Browns the previous week where the Browns were coming off a bye week. They were freshly ready to go. Mm-hmm. The Vikings are came off a bye week for Monday mm-hmm. Night Football and they were okay. ready to go. Yeah, And guess what? So the Niners are going to be playing the Bengals who were coming off a bye week. Uh, and Niners coming out on a short week against a team off a of bye week who's been preparing them for a week and a half. Yeah. For, for the record, that is three teams that are coming. I'm not, but, not saying it's anyone's fault because you still got to win these but the, games. They, but yeah. I mean, 
you know, again, we, we always say like, Oh, it's, it's, you know, the Vikings are two and four Browns had a losing record. It's the NFL. Anytime you're on the road, there's always whatever the line, whatever the playmakers say, it's always going to be hard to win on the road, no matter what, even against bad teams. So in this situation, these teams threw their best at the Niners in both weeks, going back to the Browns game, like Miles Garrett just like F that game up. He was all over the place. Current, he's probably going to be you know, up there, obviously, in terms of DPOY type play playmaking right now. But that was evident. And then, you know, you, you think of that's the you know, defensive side. But at the same time, you know, that week, the Niners got outplayed by a third string quarterback in PJ Walker, which, <laughs> you know, they were in it. And then you can blame special teams. You can blame quarterback play. Uh, a lot of similar things happened in yesterday's game as well. Quarterback play, special teams, who knows? But again, you know, I, I, and I know we'll get into it as well, but I, I guess from, from reading, hearing the narrative just from today's, yesterday's game, the biggest issue at mine right now is, is this defensive line. So I want to ask you where, what, what do you feel like is, the current biggest issue for this team. Yeah, no, I mean, you can stem a lot of things and, you know, going to a loss like this, it was, it was a close game. They lost 17 to 22. Um, but this was <laughs> another walkie game where, uh, to reward first drive, he gets the interception there yeah. and they drive to the end zone. Yeah. And then you get this, another rare, well, I thought it was rare at, uh, but the more you think about it, maybe not so much. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has a rare fumble. Yeah. Um, but that's his second fumble in, in, in three games yeah. in the red zone. And so that's zero points. And then the Vikings go back and score. And then they they march down the field, the Niners. Uh, and then Jake Moody misses a kick. So 40-yarder, right? You got to make those. So that is – you know, those are two red zone trips that resulted in zero points. And they lost 17 to 22. Yeah. This, this game, like, honestly, I think I was texting you, like, if 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 they would have, you know, pretty wouldn't, wouldn't have thrown the interception in the fourth quarter, if they would have come, somehow come away with a win, they got outplayed in this game. Like, you know, the rookie Addison had a monster game. He was owning board the whole game. The second, you know, that the second touchdown he had, which looked like, oh, shit, this looks like another pick by war. Oh, just kidding. He's literally snatched the ball away from him and trotted into, into the end zone. Well, it's funny how that goes. Cause you know, Ward had the inside scoop, but then uh, going back to defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, you know, did a zero blitz where there was no safety help. So it was, you know, it's all or nothing. So Ward at first, I thought he had the interception, but shout out to, to Addison who had lost the previous time before with, with that pick in the first drive. Uh, Outwilled it, spun around, and went into the end zone. Right, <laughs> and it's all right. So that's two two red zone drives that resulted in zero points, and then the play right before half, you allow a touchdown like that. Um, uh, a situation where I, I think they needed like a another twenty yards to get in the field goal range. A uh, situation where the Vikings had zero timeouts. Um, yeah, that that was. Is it was that the play when they? blitzed with like 20 seconds to go yeah no, that and was they left, and they left them with a went like like what <laughs> yeah i mean you know m- mind you like ward if you made the pick that b- would have been great yeah. but it's just the, the um 
the risk reward um, in that situation is just, it's just really tough, right? You, you put Ward in a very tough spot. I'm just curious because you know we obviously we talk a lot extensively about Bosa getting you know getting his bag. You know, on paper, weeks past, he's still playing, having, having a good season. Even some other players, Hargrave, on paper, having good good stats. But like as a fan, you're not really seeing as much this 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 effect on the defensive line. It's supposed to be this vaunted you know defensive front. What what do you, what what are you seeing from from Bosa and, and company? Yeah, no, um, Dante Winder uh, post game for for Niners coverage had had an excellent point and. That's something where I'm sure C. Wilkes and the rest of their staff, they're going to be, yeah, they don't have that much time. They're, they're, they're playing on a short week. They're playing on Sunday against the Bengals. But, um, you know, uh, going back to this game, you know, Purdy had, had a chance to win this game through a pick. Um, this offense had, had some wonky things. But at the end of the day, we all know where the money's at for this team, and that's the defensive line. They, they've spent ton of draft capital. They spent a ton of money. You have Javon Hargrave, you have Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, you, you name it. And up to, to this point in the season, um, they're, they're in like the bottom tier of, of sacks for team sacks. I think the Rams, the Seahawks, they all have more sacks than the Niners in the division. And that's troubling because Kirk Cousins dropped back 45 times this game. <laughs> he dropped back 45 times. He was pressured, I believe, eight times, but zero sacks. I think he got hit a couple of times, but, um, you know, for this Niners team, if they are to win, it's going to be because of the defensive line, because it's this trickle down effect. You, you spend so much money in draft capital on the defensive line. And if the defensive line can't get home to the quarterback, then it trickles down to the secondary because the secondary, you know, they're good. They're instinctual, but they're able to make plays because of the pass rush. Mm-hmm. And so for whatever reason right now, they're not able to get it home. And Dante Winder, going back to the post game, said that, you know, what the Browns did and what the Vikings did were very similar in the sense where they did. Um, they only had two, three receivers go down the field. Um, they didn't get cute. They used max protect. So they had six, maybe seven guys protecting. And then the Niners, obviously, you, you have your front four pass rushing. But from a numbers perspective, uh, they were able to get help and chip block Nick Bosa and double team. And, and able to get the favorable matchups because, you know, if they're able to uh, hold down the pass rush, they feel that this Niners secondary can be had. And and that's what you saw because, you know, early on the, the Niners secondary, uh, I don't know what was going on, but, you know, they, they played pretty far off from the receiver. And mm-hmm. there was that one drive where I think TJ Hawkinson, they found him deep down the middle, wide open, and he read, read for 16 yards for the first down. I, I don't know what the I don't know what the hell was going on with that coverage, but it just goes goes to show that um, you know, uh if if the team strength, which is the defensive line, plays subpar, then you know the the rest of this defense is inevitably is gonna stay on the field. And um it's weird to say, but I mean, up until three quarters, the reason why the, the Niners were in the game wasn't because of the defense, it was because of Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and then the second half, the defense they got it back together. They, they only allowed six points, but um, they were just on the field for way too long. And um, it was just uh, a very befuddling sort of, sort of a performance by this defense for yeah. the, um, for the second loss of the season. 
Yeah, you made a good point. It, it did seem like literally every time one of the Minnesota receivers or tight end caught the ball, there was like no one around him. Like he, they were like had tons of space, and they kept getting chunk 12, 15, 16 yard plays and just driving. And honestly, Vikings like having missed like a point after, missed a field goal, like all these couple of situations where they, you know, had to settle for field goal instead of a touchdown, like the game could have been, the score could have been much higher. Um, yeah. You're looking at, I mentioned those two red zone trips, the, the given touchdown right before the halftime. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty, we can talk about pretty in a bit, but pretty yeah. two ill-advised throws for, for interceptions in the fourth quarter. Um, just a lot of weird things happen. Uh, and, you know, like uh, as much uh, as I would like to see Purdy come back and, had that game winning drive, it would have been nice. Uh, it didn't work out. I think for both his picks, they were, um, and I don't necessarily say he's got to go back to the drawing board, but I felt like the first pick, what makes him so great as, as a quarterback is he has, you know, he doesn't have the arm per se, but he's got great moxie where he, he makes a lot of these anticipation throws where he throws the guy open, right? Right, right. Um, but that throw to Jennings, for example, uh, Jennings kind of stumbled. He didn't get a clean cut. Yeah. So he wasn't at the spot where he was supposed to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so the the defender cut in and got the interception. Uh, the second one was kind of weird because he was doing that, I won't say all throughout the game, but he's been he's been sailing on his throws lately, bro, right? Like there was one where uh, he killed Kittle in the first half. And then that second interception was in prevent defense. You're supposed to throw it. You know, I mean, pro- you would like to have him throw on the outside, um, but he threw it right in the middle, and it was just way too high. And I don't know what he saw for for that throw. But, yeah, I mean the second one again. Like I heard someone say, I mean it was a call, like on the radio. They were saying like it seemed like Minnesota was able to kind of scheme Brock Purdy and evaluate kind of like what his tendencies are in terms of like making him. They know he's going to try to bait his receiver, and they did so in a way that they could like know anticipate him going to kind of lead his receiver, and then they can kind of you know again that pass he was throwing was high, but then again the cornerback uh, was a Bynum made a great play to get up and grab the ball. Like oh, yeah, yeah, shout out to him for sure. But like you know they, I think at the same time Minnesota kind of knew what to expect that he was going to kind of go towards the middle there and just kind of lead his receiver. And so they can kind of play off that and, and to their advantage. Absolutely. And then um, going back to the receiver, well, Brandon Ayuk, he started strong. He had five catches for like, what, like 60, 70 yards the first half. He had zero catches the second half. Well, the Vikings made adjustments towards the coverages. Like I think know. in this, this game, you definitely felt the loss of not having Debo there. I think if he had played this game, things would have been different. He would have gotten a ton of, ton of touches because you can he, again he's a jack of all trades he can run it he could catch all these things i think McCaffrey is still like from just from the lens like you know he was banged up you could tell he was he still had two touchdowns obviously but he still seemed like a little little grimacy at times like i feel like he's still not all the way back and he took you know he took the fault in his, you know he basically said oh if i hadn't fumbled like you know the dominoes wouldn't have fallen we would have we wouldn't have lost this game but like again he's He's our best player. You have to lean on him. And then, again, he's he's still doing his thing. But again, it comes down to like defense and everyone else to contribute. Yeah, and I think if it, this was a good opportunity for for Purdy to learn and grow. And hopefully, 
um, get better from this because, you know, as critical as people are being right now, this is only, I think this is like, what is, uh, how many starts has he had? This is his second bad game, obviously, for this yeah, game, last game, but he's only right, had a handful of games. Like 10 and 2, 10 and 2, 11 and 2, whatever it is now. That's yeah. And so now he's yeah, now he's struggling. And I mean, I said earlier in the season too. You know, he's going to have bad games, and we're seeing it yeah. now, right? Yeah. No, I think people are jumping ship too early, saying that he's just like a mid mediocre mid tier quarterback after literally not even a full season of games under his belt. Um, <laughs> bro, they're like totally roasting, saying if, if had this been Jimmy G at quarterback, he he would have been like had a performance like this game. He would have been like booed out of the stadium. Well, Jimmy G has had these games. Jimmy G also went seventeen and three as a starter. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's the um, uh, the gift and the gift and the curse of being uh, a Niners starting quarterback. Yeah, dude. But um, no, again, I, I think it's again, it's, it's so early to to put a lot on. You know, there's so much pressure on on, on the quarterback, especially in this this team with such high expectations. You know, I think that they're going to really look hard at this tape and go back and evaluate and look ahead about what 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 can be improved. But yeah, you know, yeah, a lot of people are feeling very uneasy. But that was a good point you made earlier that you know last year this team was three and four, literally going into the bye week. That game must win, and then they won. They peeled off a ton of wins after that. So yeah, I think it's just a pers- perspective, and I get it. One week, everything's hunky-dory, like the last pod we did with the Cowboys victory. And then, you know, you fast-forward two weeks, and they're on a two-game losing streak. So, You know, hopefully, even I don't know, I have no idea what... I think has a has a hairline fracture. He's always at least a couple games. So hopefully after bye week, get him back, get some more, you know, a little backup coverage and for running back depth to give McCaffrey some some minutes. I like to, I would like to see Kittle get involved more. Obviously, we know he can play well. You know, have a huge game against Dallas. Um, but yeah, actually, I want to. I, I was curious. You know, that first game of the season when they uh, rookie Ronnie Bell got some touches, had a touchdown. I feel like they've gone away from him, even though it seemed like there could be opportunities for him there. Yeah, I, I think that goes back to just Shanahan. He, he's he's always been typically he's been tough on um, receivers, let alone rookie receivers. You remember the episode with, with Brendan Ayuk, uh, yeah. sophomore year. So I'm yeah. sure, um, you know, what he expects uh, for Ronnie Bell being not just a receiver, but a good blocking receiver, a physical receiver. It yeah. comes with the territory. And, um, you know, pretty much it's been, um, you know, Jawan Jennings. And that's um, yeah, been pretty much Jawan Jennings that, that's been ta- taking yeah. a, a lot of those snaps. And I can understand that. He's, he certainly earned his right. Um but maybe they will. Maybe they will. I think for this matter, just seeing the adjustments that defenses are doing against Purdy and this offense, because this offense isn't 100%, 100% right now. Right. And, you know, going back to the run game, you know, they missed Trent Williams on the left yeah. side. That's huge. Yeah. Like, it, it, there's no doubt about it. But I think that this this coaching staff needs to do a better job to not necessarily, you know, back to the drawing board, but, you know, they've had two bad games and, I think the most obvious thing is, well, what are you going to do now on a short week? Um, you know, uh, this should be, um, I won't say uh, be a trying week, but this should be a big challenge against uh, a Bengals team that can be had because their offensive line isn't good. Right. Joe Burrow, <clears throat> it's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but he, he takes a ton of hits. Yeah. So we'll see what they do. Uh, yeah. 
we'll, we'll see what they do come week eight. Burrow had a shaky start this season, first couple of weeks, but then started, you know, picking it up. Jamar Chase is is a beast. Like you know, they you 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 know you can you can look at down down the roster and do the matchup and say like, oh, where's the advantage on either side? Um, you know, currently they have a lot of weapons, but like you said, if they can get to Burrow early and often, that's going to create issues for him, like because the offensive line is is not very good. But if you get Burrow a chance to start cooking early, that could be could, could be problems. And I don't mind. Uh, I won't say I don't mind, but um, I'd rather have the Niners struggle early now versus mm-hmm. like in December, January. You know, I'd rather have them have this uh, come to Jesus, humble pies sort of motivation right now, especially with, um, well, especially with Steve Wilkes as the new defensive coordinator. Uh, keep in mind that I'm not saying it's apples to apples, but even Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans had to find themselves until they they found success later on. Let's just say yeah. that. So, yeah, I, I even heard someone say, like, oh, if uh, if Niners lose next game, then you know, we're going to see Sam Darnold after the bye week, which, you know, I, I think it's a little early for that, but, you know. It is. It is. And uh, just keep in mind, too, everyone's got a hot take. Everyone's just so on, on edge. Um, and it comes with the territory when you're a, a Super Bowl contending team like the Niners. So, yeah. I, I, I get it, but. I think people need to relax and just know that, hey, you know, the Niners typically have their growing pains, and uh, we'll find out. I, I was happy to see, kind of going back to special teams, you know, people, a lot of people are putting some blame on, on Moody, you know, his rookie kicker. His, it's just, these things are going to come up. When he missed that 40-yarder, I was like, damn, that was, it would have been nice to have that one, but I was happy to see that Shan, they put, you know, Shanahan had confidence, and they to give him another chance to kick the 54 yarder and he made it so that's the plus to give him another opportunity not to yeah it was fourth quarter 55 yeah. yarder you're like what and yeah. he made it. so that's yeah. right yeah you, know, you saw him like slipping pregame and such like you know that he was probably thinking about that especially when he missed the one earlier from only 40 like like i have to have this one but you know i'm glad i'm glad i kicked it through so yeah yeah so, you, I, you know i know the i know the, the the rams cut their kicker like after a bad game and signed someone else so who knows yeah well we'll talk about it in a bit so since we were talking about this Bengals niners matchup for this yeah. upcoming uh, week eight so the niners it's their home game before the bye week um what do you think the spread i i have it i have the spread right now but oh yeah you? oh gosh so short week Bengals. At home. I week at home. I have to travel, blah, blah, blah. Niners not playing as well. I'm going to say Niners are home favorites. Niners are minus, it's going to be probably closer than three and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. So, I mean, it's a, I won't say it's a must win game, but it's a game that, you know, especially at home, it's going to help. But it could be a little trappy. Short week, like we mentioned before, they haven't been playing their best best football. So we'll see. We'll see. Niners are pretty damn good at home, so hopefully that continues. That's right. And speaking, of, we can talk about. Um, well, speaking of kickers, did you check out that Rams Steelers game at, at LA? So the Steelers uh, I, I, won twenty four seventeen. I missed that one. What are what are some of the highlights? 
So they lost 24 to 17. Uh, and their kicker, Brett Maurer, is no longer with the team. They cut him today. Thanks. Why did they why did they cut him, KMO? Well, they lost by seven points, and he mixed he missed two field goals and extra point, which is seven points. All right. This yeah. is at LA Stadium indoors, uh at their house. Whose house? Their house. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty bad. Um and this was another you know, you think the Niners are mad. I mean, obviously it's pretty pretty bad when you lose on Monday night, but for these yeah. Rams, so the Rams actually, if you look at their stats, uh, both in time of possession, offense, defense, like all, pretty much all statistics, um, they won the category, <laughs> but they didn't win the outcome of the game, which is really <laughs> frustrating, right? Um, so you're talking about a game where they played well. Um, they, they had seven points that they missed, and um, they ran out of timeouts early on because they, they used them. And so there's this, I mean, you can go back to the refs and all that, but uh, they put themselves in a pretty tough spot where, you know, fourth quarter, the Steelers go for it on fourth and one. And uh, Pickett is definitely short. But for whatever reason, the refs call him just enough for the first down. But McVeigh has no timeouts. So they can't challenge it. And tons of Rams fans are fucking pissed. I can understand if, you know, you being a Niner fan, can you imagine a Bush League call or like that's a first down and you can't do anything about it? (laughs) You can't challenge it, right? You can't challenge it, right? So on one hand, you can say like, this is a bullshit call, which it is, because as you've seen, like, I don't know. These last two weeks, I swear to God, these, these refs have... I, we say this every week, but these refs are fucking horrible sometimes, right? Like, just really, like, ruining the outcome of, of games. But another bad call. Uh, but then on the other end, too, going back to management, like, the Rams had no timeouts and put themselves in a position of a weakness where they couldn't do anything about it. And, you know, lo and behold, like, you know, shout out to, to Kenny Pickett. He wasn't great early on, but he got them for the game-winning drive, and Najee Harris had the game-winning touchdown, and they lose twenty-four to seventeen. And um, you know, this is a game where Stafford he didn't have his best game. He went fourteen for twenty-nine, two hundred thirty-one yards, one touchdown, one pick. But um, the play calling was kind of wonky too. Um, I thought that personally, there were times where they. It should have been a little bit more conservative with the clock or just it, a lot of times they would pass, 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 punt. You know what I'm saying? Like just no, no real rhythm. And Puka Nakua had, had a great game. He catches for 154 yards, but everyone else was, was okay. You know what I'm saying? I was going to ask how your boy Puka did in this game. No, Puka, Puka did amazing. It was awesome. Uh, but in that, in that same right too, like, uh, this Rams secondary, they didn't have their best game. They had a couple of PI calls. Uh, George Pickens had five catches, 107 yards. Deontay Johnson came back from IR, five catches for 79. Uh, one in the second half, which kind of broke the game open. Um, a catch and run on a, on a crosser for 39 yards. So, like, you know, the secondary it, in coverage, it, it gave in. Um, and shout out to Kenny Pickett, too, because he really, 
he was near perfect in the fourth quarter. He was near perfect in the fourth quarter, and the Rams they they were they were there, but kind of similar to the, to the Niners, they they played them well. Seven points missed from from the kicker. He's no longer with the team, and the Rams lost at home. Yeah, it sounds like I'm giving like an obituary. It's, it's so somber right now, but like, <laughs> right? It's that's a I shitty mean, one, bro. <laughs> Again, that's that's the that's the uh, I guess that's football for you. You know, it, it it can pull on the heartstrings in in many different ways. That's right. That's right. And uh, I just um, you know, shout out to Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman. Uh, they they came. Kyrie back, back on the team. Daryl Henderson. Yeah, they had to shoot. Uh, Royce Freeman was on the practice squad. They they put him back up. And then they just signed Daryl Henderson off the streets uh, this week, and they they elevated him. And so it was. Hey, get off your couch. We need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm just looking. All right, I'm just looking at the stats. So the the Rams beat. All right, so passing yards 219, Steelers 214, total yards 354, Steelers 300. Um, time up. The Rams were nine for 16 on third down. The Steelers were four for 12. They had 135 rushing guards. The Steelers had 86. Um, time of possession, the, the Rams had it for 30, 31 mi- minutes, 46 seconds, and the Steelers had it for 28 minutes, 14. So that's why it's frustrating because it's a game where you outplayed the team, but you didn't win. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts about this game? I know you didn't watch it in particular, but, you know. No. Who are the Rams playing next week? Uh, Rams got a tough one. It doesn't get any easier for them. So right now, you know, going back to the standings, yeah, the Niners at five and two, the Seahawks at four and two, the Rams are three and four. So they just fell below 500 and this upcoming game, I won't say it's a must win game, but shit, like, um, they're playing the Cowboys. Mm. All right. So the Cowboys, they're, they're, they're not messing around too, because, uh, you know, obviously, obviously, every game counts. So, um, this upcoming game, it's going to be at Dallas. <laughs> Rams at Dallas. Well, what's the E for the spread? Guess the line. Oh, gosh. Three and four. Cowboys, they won this weekend? Uh, Yeah. They're actually, I think they're on a bye. I think they're on a bye. No, they're on a bye week. So, they're four and two right now. Oh, come on by what rested at home. Say Cowboys are minus more than a touchdown. I'm gonna say minus eight. Close. Um they're they're about six and a half, seven right now. So give and take a touchdown. And yeah, they're coming off the bye. They're well rested. They're yeah. pissed and they need to win. So um Rams got their they got their work cut out for them, I'll tell you. That that's for damn sure. So Fun. Um, let's go to the last game for the NFC West, which was an NFC West special. Is the Cardinals at Seattle? Uh, this was a game that I thought this I thought the Seahawks were going to kill the Cardinals because James Conner's been out. Their run game has been a little sus ever since Conner got out. Um, you know, the Cardinals' run defense isn't that great. Ken Walker, the third, has been playing his his best football. So I thought, especially at home, that they would get it done, but. Uh, the Seahawks did get it done. They won 20 to 10, but it was a pretty close game uh, up until like the final stretches of the fourth quarter. Um, shout out to the Cardinals. They had 
special teams, they recovered a fumble. Um, Geno Smith had an ill-advised pick in the red zone. Like this game was going back and forth uh, up until the very end. And then Seahawks eventually, you know, they, they break away. Um, they got it done. And I don't know if you, you saw that one catch to Bobo, but shout out to Bobo though from UCLA. Oh, no, I didn't see it. Undrafted rookie yeah. had an amazing catch at the corner of the end zone. Um, it was reviewed, but yeah, it was it was a touch. He had, he had a couple big catches for, uh, for that matter, but uh, this kid out of UCLA was yeah. balling. So shout out to to Bobo and I Char- think Charbonnet didn't play right in this game. So he did not play. They were teammates at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, now they're on the same team. Yeah. Funny though, because I think we talked before about the Cardinals, how they're like you know they're the worst team then, one of the worst teams in the league, but like they don't seem like a team that's one in six, like they're, like you said, they're in, they're in all these games. They just end up losing all of them pretty much. They're like play hard. And for whatever reasons they end up just, they just can't put it together. I mean, obviously there's a lot of deficiencies, quarterback, offensive line, running back on and on. But so, yeah, it doesn't super surprising so much that, you know, they obviously lost this game, um, but we're, we're in it for the most part. Yeah, no, I mean, shout out to the Cardinals. And I think things should get interesting for them moving forward because as uh, I'm sure you saw the news, Kyler Murray is practicing. He's practicing. Uh, they activated him. So it's just a matter of time before he get to see Kyler Murray in action under the new regime. Um, but yeah, no, this Cardinals, team, I, I do like their offense. It's, you know, it's. I saw Ertz one in the IR today, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um he wasn't contributing that much to this team, but uh, at the same time, you know, it's you know, all, all those guys kind of matter. It sucks. I mean, shout out to him. Uh, happy National Tight End Day. Uh, yeah. He just one really uh, – uh, I do remember this game. It was third down, and Dubs was scrambling around, found him for the first down, and he threw it to him. It was a little bit behind, but Ertz dropped it, and then uh, now he's an IR. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that, uh, you know, I've been really more so impressed of how they're getting run. They're more involved in the offense. And, you know, they're still hanging around. Um, Joshua Dove, 19 for 33, 146 passing yards. Not not the greatest. He had seven carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. The touchdown was sick, though. He had uh, he scrambled for 25 yards off a RPO uh, for the score. But uh, did DK play in this game? He did not. He was hurt. He he was hurt. Actually, this was the uh, this was the rookie game. So Bobo had four catches for sixty one yards and a, and a score, like I mentioned earlier. But they finally got uh, Jackson Smith Njigba involved. So he had a he had the he had the first score in in the in the first quarter. Awesome down the middle, and you know even uh, even Field Yates. Shout out to Field Yates, but he was—he's been saying like you guys should do screen passes to like your receivers because you never do it. Um, but they finally executed a, a wide receiver screen pass to Smith and Jigba, which was awesome. So, oh cool, this works. Yeah. So actually, the rookies led four catches, sixty-three yards, had a touchdown for Smith and Jigba. Bobo four catches for sixty-one yards, and uh, yeah, it was it was good. Ken Walker the third, twenty-six carries for one hundred and five yards. It was. Um, you know, 20 points, got the job done. Uh, 
shout out to the Cardinals for keeping them in this game. But uh, eventually the Seahawks were able to to break away from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, though, it, it does suck for the Seahawks. One of their uh, better pass rushers, Owusu, uh, I think it's torn pictorial, but he's going to have season-ending surgery. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, I know that you used to live in Seattle, so any final thoughts about this game? Uh, no. Can't, can't say that I do, except for... Uh... <laughs> Whenever, you know, Niners play them next, it's always going to be a weird game. So, Have you ever been to a Seahawks game, just a Seahawks game versus like another team outside the Niners? Oh, dude, just, just when we went to the game. That was the only one. That was the only <laughs> one? You didn't go to like a Seahawks-Cardinals game or a... No? Okay. One, one, one time at CenturyLink was when, was when you guys came up and it was hella cold. <laughs> but we made it. Very cold. That's right. <laughs> That was okay. a crazy game. Remember, we were like, it was like fumble in the red zone and like back and forth. And <laughs> we we got a. Uh, I mean, I didn't like the outcome because then I just lost, but we got our money's worth. I'll, I'll tell you that. Fun though, fun though. You know, it wasn't as uh, it wasn't as volatile as as I think we thought it was going to be in terms of like fans and such. No, the fans were cool. No, I had a great time. If anything, uh, I have a a greater appreciation for it. Not only the stadium, but the fan base. Cause the 12s, it's, it's a real thing. They're, they are fucking loud. Wow. Dude. And also shout out to the Seattle faithful, you know, that bar close by in downtown where they have all the Niners fans there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there was a Niners bar at Seattle. It was a, it was an Irish pub. Yeah. 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 Remember we watched that one time we watched the Niners Cardinals game at, in Seattle in, in, Seahawks weren't playing, but it was yeah. <laughs> it's, it's dope though. Those are the memories, honestly. So, yeah. Um, okay, so onwards. Uh, the Seahawks are hosting the Browns. So mm-hmm. the yeah. Browns they they beat the Niners. They barely beat the Colts thanks to, to the refs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Seattle's hosting. So, what do you think the line's going to be for that? Uh, not for win. I think it would be a pretty close game if Watson's playing. Uh, I'm going to say the Seahawks are favored. I'm going to say minus four and a half. Wow. Not bad. Seahawks are favored by three. Three? Okay. Okay. So that means, you know, if if the teams are viewed as equal, you get home team about three points. So there we are. Uh, Cardinals, going back to it. They've been uh, they've been competing, but uh, they've been losing. So the Cardinals are hosting the Ravens. <laughs> so battle of the Birds, oh, different. Birds. So you go from you know Seattle Seahawks versus Cardinals. Now you have Raven versus Cardinals. Uh, so another bird. Yep. Another bird. What say you for this game? Uh, Lamar Jackson just had a hell of a game. Um, yeah, they look good, bro. They're pretty bad. Uh, this could be instance where. Home team is not favored to win, I would say. So I'm going to say that the Ravens are favored to win. Uh, it's going to be like Ravens minus uh, minus three or something. Oh, no. They're eight and oh. a half. Eight and a half. Oh, shit. Eight and a half. <laughs> like, we will fucking murder. The- That's what the public <laughs> thinks. That's what Vegas thinks, right? I guess I always give home team too, too much credit. But yeah, oh, wow. okay, eight and a half. I mean, I think it's because of what they did to the they demolished the Lions last week. 
So yeah, did they expose the Lions? Like, oh, Lions five and one, Jared Goff, blah blah blah, and then it just destroyed them. Like they completely in thirty eight to six, they yeah. annihilated them, and I think that's why that the point spread so high, um, because you finally saw this this Ravens team kind of hit their stride, and like. Yeah, they look. They look. Like man, he threw like they're like, oh, he made his mature throws and blah blah blah. Yeah, no, they like they gave Lamar time and he rolled out and he found his guy. Like Zay Flowers, the rookie, Mark Andrews had two touchdowns. Like they were, they were hitting all their all their points. About eight and a half. Well, maybe someone will be making a play for a. <laughs> You let me you let me know because I mean you know shout out to the Golden State Warriors tonight. <laughs> thank, you. Uh, thank you to uh, what's shout out what's his name uh, Okoji seventeen points uh, and clutch three at the end for the Suns. Uh, I didn't even realize I didn't even know Eric Gordon was still in the Suns. Like his he's looking a little thick, but you know he made some shots. All right, I know we're, this is a football podcast, but going back to that Warriors Suns game. Eric Gordon has cooked the Warriors. Like maybe not in the playoffs, but every time I see him in the regular season, they don't guard him. He hits threes. Like I don't understand. Like he fucking kills the Warriors in the, in the regular season, at least. I did look at that stat sheet. It's still weird seeing Chris Paul in a Warriors jersey, but you know, <laughs> again, yeah. we get it. It was a four point game. Whatever it was, like it's all right. Long yeah. season. <laughs> yep. Well, you know. I guess uh, the Warriors will not be going to this season uh, undefeated. So, um, sadly, no, it's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I appreciate your time as always, Camo. Uh, I know it sucks for the Niners to be down two losses in a row, but uh, just to remind you guys, it's a long season, and as you know, any given Sunday, shit happens. So. It's crazy. It's come up week eight. We're like almost at the halfway point, essentially. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And so for the Niners' sake and the Rams and the Cardinals and the Seahawks, they, they still have a lot of time to get their shit together um, because, you know, we're going to head into the second half of the season. So it's going to get uh, it's going to get real, real quick. Sure. Yeah. So anyways, to our loyal listeners, appreciate y'all checking out the pod. My bad. We didn't do it last week. Happy birthday, Carlo. But whether you're checking us out on Spotify or Apple Music or Google or Amazon, I'm, we're on we're we're everywhere, Kmo. Um, yeah. Please continue to do so. Instagram at just the West, Twitter at just the West, and of course the blog www.justthewest.com. Till next time, fellas and ladies. Well, everyone, people, we out here. We out here. Peace. Peace.